Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Tom Brady, or TMZ Tom, walks into the wrong house and trespasses in South Tampa. Have you heard that one? It's not a joke. What was he picking up in those duffel bags from Byron Leftwich? And the Bucks get a right tackle, but they have to move up a spot to take Iowa's Tristan Wirfs. We'll tell you who they really wanted. And we'll talk NFL draft and tell you what the Bucks will do today in the second and third rounds on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. So uh, the first round of the virtual NFL draft is over, Steve. Before we get into what the Bucks did and what Tom Brady did, for that matter, uh, back on in early April, it, you know, th- this was uh, obviously an experiment, something they had to do because of the social distancing and, and the COVID-19 and all that. I don't know. It, it You know, they did a nice job of trying to put cameras in, you know, everybody, of course, all the GM and the, and the head coaches and, and all of them, but also I think they had over 60-something players covered. It just didn't seem like the draft to me. It, it seemed like something completely lesser. And what was missing were the fans. Um, and I think that's what's going to be – I think that's what it's going to feel during the season if they play without fans. It's just uh, – without that spont- spontaneity, you know, the cheering, the yelling, the screaming, uh, what a big event that this draft has become over the years. And, of course, it's, you know, left New York City. Now it travels around the country the last, you know, couple of years ago or last year, I guess, in Nashville. was just insane, right? Um and you can imagine what it would have been in Las Vegas, but I don't know. What did you What did you think overall? I thought it was a little a little. Um, it was flat. A little flat. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was flat. Um, you even missed Goodell hugging the players. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you didn't. I mean, you saw the virtual one with a couple of them. You know, Caesar Ruiz. I remember yeah, they, they showed the virtual. But I mean, you, you just kind of and you missed that immediacy too. It was like mm-hmm. you know they show the pick, uh, announce the pick, and then they go to the house, and you're waiting to see the reaction and. You know when they're when they're there on site. You know you get that immediateness of everything, and so mm-hmm. you know. Uh, granted, they had to do this, and it's you know you're doing it for the social distancing guidelines and to make sure everyone's safe, and you're trying to get football to play this fall. So if the draft's yeah. a little flat for that, fine. But yeah, it was definitely missing something. And if we play games without fans, whether Ugh. whatever the sport, including football, it's going to be tough. It's going to be weird and different and tough. Yeah, I think especially tough for football. We talked about this before. I mean, I, all sports, all professional sports, and college for that matter, thrives on crowd reaction and the energy that that uh, you know that brings, and and that's why we watch it because it's live, it's uh, uh, it's spontaneous. You don't know what's going to happen, and um, but you know they they soldiered on. They they uh, I thought they were observant of of what we're going through as a country and uh, raised some money, I guess, on NFL Network as well. Um, and so that part was good. Interesting draft, you know, was, uh, I, I think everybody sort of anticipated maybe a, uh, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of trades maybe early on. And there were none, uh, in the, in the first, uh, really until the bucks picked, um, were supposed to pick at 14 and then they traded up at number 13. That was the first trade in the entire draft, which first one, first virtual trade ever of the draft. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I thought that, you know, that that was unusual. And it kind of went chalk, if you will, uh, with a lot of the mock drafts and things early on. I mean, the Miami Dolphins did take to a tongue of Aloha, which um, I'm sure Dolphin fans are, are, are happy about. And, you know, uh, Justin Herbert went, the, you know, num- number six to the um, L.A. Chargers. But really not a lot of mystery in, in, in sort of what went down. And as far as the Bucks went, um, they got they got helped a little bit because you know some some players went before you thought they would. Henry Ruggs I think was the the first receiver off the board with the Las Vegas Raiders, and he went ahead of Jerry Judy, which I didn't expect would happen. And then um, but, but you had the Florida isn't that, defensive I mean, back. It doesn't drafted. matter who the GM or the the coach of the Raiders is. Don't they always go for the fastest receiver in the draft? Truly, yeah. That's all absolutely. they ever do. That's that's that was the most Raiders pick ever was Henry Ruggs tonight. And I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad pick, right? But, but it was the most Raiders thing they could do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, both those guys can fly, especially Judy. But I, I mean, you know, it's the the quarterback must go down. They must go down hard, and they want to throw the ball down the field all the time. I knew John would get somebody. One of those. I mean, it was not a surprise that he did that. Um, you know, the the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I thought they would take maybe Derek Brown. They they went with the first offensive lineman, and so you saw these offensive linemen come off the board. I mean, with the Giants early, and then and then there was there was a gap there, you know, and and then it started picking up again, and so it came down to the Bucks, down to one offensive lineman, which was Tristan Wirfs of the Elite Four, and they were you know at at fourteen, and San Francisco was on the clock at thirteen, so. Rather than risk risk another team moving ahead of them, because let's face it, it was the worst kept secret in in in, in the NFL draft that the Bucks were going to take a right tackle, and hopefully one of the four. Uh, I think John Lynch held them a little bit for ransom. He got a fourth round pick for them to move one spot, and he gave a seven back to him, which is uh, virtually nothing. And so you know they they had to get give up some capital, but they did get well. The question one is, of the four did Lynch hold him ransom, or was there another team bidding for it? Well, I think there was. That's, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, was he playing poker and, and bluffing, or you know, no, you, I, you know, if there's could, another team, may or may not have team bidding team. it, then you know, the fourth round is yeah. probably the right price. Right, but I mean, my point, I, I guess, what I'm saying is, a lot of teams would have gone to that spot for a tackle. They had to have the highest compensation, which was a fourth rounder. But they also, they also entered the draft. Everybody and their grandmother that follows this have have known, probably since the end of last year, that they weren't going to bring Demar Dotson back. And, you know, and so right tackle was going to have to be something they addressed and addressed early. And there were, like I said, there were elite four, um, you know, and Andrew Thomas was the first one that came off the board, which, by the way, you know, there's been a lot of, like, beauties in the eye of the beholder, and nobody really knew sort of how to, how to handicap these guys who would go first through four with those tackles. I'm told that uh, a lot of coaches at, at, at the Bucks ranked them the same way. They had Thomas number one. Thomas was the guy that they that they thought was the best of the bunch. Now they were happy with getting one of the four, um, but Thomas would have been, I think, their their first pick. And um, you know, a- after that, I mean, I guess uh, you could say that. You know, you could say it kind of went the way you would think it would go. I mean, you know, uh, Wills went next, right, um, from Alabama, mm-hmm. and then you had Beckton, uh, which he could have dropped because of the. Um, inconclusive or whatever drug drug testing they had at the, at the combine um and he went to the uh he went to the jets i believe but um 
you know, so so there they were with Werfs. And and I'll say this about Werfs. I mean, I I don't know exactly how any of these guys are going to are going to ultimately pan out. Uh, I I think that Werfs is is a freaky athletic first and foremost. I mean, the guy ran a 48 something mid 48s in a 40-yard dash at 320 pounds. He's 6-3, which is I hate to say this, it's sm- it's not very tall for a tackle in the NFL. Um, those guys are typically now six, 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 seven these days with long arms and and such, and and that is not Worfs, but boy, does he have some amazing feet. And uh, you know, the guy was a you know a champion wrestler uh, in high school in Iowa, which is saying something when you're you're badass if you're a high school wrestler champion. And he also you know won state titles in the discus and the shot put. So he was crazy athletic, and you know played for Kurt France, who who puts out a lot of tackles in this league you know from iowa because he runs a pro style offense and the run game and the pass setups and everything are, are very similar to what they do in the nfl so you know he's a quiet kid um i i just got a sense that you know he he may have been fourth on their board among those four as well you know like he wasn't the he certainly wasn't the first tackle they had rated because like i said that that would have been the kid from georgia but i i do think that they were happy to get him and in fact um they had they had to move up to get they couldn't could not find themselves uh at 14 without one of those tackles there and somebody was going to move up with San Francisco so they get their man um six that that makes it a successful draft i mean we talked to both Jason Light and Bruce Arians who you know who said that um you know the the plan is to play him at right tackle he played left tackle at Iowa but early in his career he played right um, they think he can do it, and you know Bruce Arians said the, the thing is we're not gonna we're not gonna rush him in the lineup when he's ready he's ready, uh, but I'll bet you he's gonna be ready opening day because I don't see anybody on that roster um, that's that's got the pedigree at least um, in the skill sets that he has. Now you know it's a big leap to the NFL and there's no off season and you know you can't evaluate these guys anyway until you get to training camp. So you know all all that's still at play. Um, but now they don't have any fourth round picks because they gave up the other fourth rounder for Rob Gronkowski, which wasn't a bad deal or anything, but you know, they got another seventh rounder. So now they got two seventh rounders, no fourth rounders, one in the third, one in the fifth and one in the sixth and two in the seventh. So still a lot of draft left. Um, you still have OJ Howard. You could deal. I mean, they might be trying to get more draft capital, but, um, you know what? I mean, it's, it's not sexy when you take an offensive lineman, but it's mission accomplished. It's not sexy, but it's the position, the the biggest position of need on this team. No question. Hands down. I mean, you're not bringing no back question. DeMar Dotson, so, you know, mm-hmm. who you had there last year, you don't have. You don't really have a suitable replacement that you're sitting there excited about going to week one with. So, you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback. You've got to protect mm-hmm. him. I mean, you signed mm-hmm. the GOAT. You need to protect him. It was the absolute pick they needed to make. Probably didn't want to have to trade the fourth round pick to move up, but they had to make sure they got one of those four. They didn't want to go down right. to the fifth and sixth tackle. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, the Giants, Giants take Thomas, and then the, uh, it, it lasted until the Browns at number ten with Willis, and then Jets followed by taking Beckton uh, at eleven. And so, um, and then when the Raiders took Rugs, you know that was down to uh, San Francisco. So that's the way it went. And uh, there was one good line. Um, <laughs> We talked a little bit, um, you know, just later with uh, with Werfs. And, you know, this, first of all, this guy, he's a good kid. He, he was raised by a single mother, uh, and uh, he was he was disappointed. He planned on taking her to Las Vegas for the draft and everything. And 
Um, so she couldn't go obviously. And so he, he got a red carpet and he, and he, mm-hmm. he had her, he had her walk the red carpet from their driveway to their home, which was kind of cool. I mean, he's got a, obviously a soft side, uh, for her. And, and, um, I thought that was neat, but he said, we were talking uh, on the conference call or the um, zoom or whatever. And, um, somebody said, well, what's it, you know, you're gonna be drop blocking for Tom Brady. I mean, you know, what, what do you think of that? And he goes, yeah, he goes, it's pretty amazing. He goes, you know, He's been in the league 20 years, and um, he came in the league in, in 2000, and I was born in 1999. <laughs> Psych. Think about that for a minute. The dude was a year old. He was an infant. It's like, uh, I'm sure Tom will enjoy that quote tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Well, you if know. In fact. As he's picking up his duffel bags or, you know. Yeah. If he's in the right house to enjoy it while he watches it on TV, yeah. What a weird story. I woke up. So now from now on, I guess, I mean, this is just the world we live in, right? Because he's TMZ Tom. I mean, he's a lot. He's Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady, all that stuff. No, TMZ Tom, because everything he does, you know, whether it's getting, uh, uh, you know, kicked off a park because it's closed. And um, and apparently this this happened, you know, back in early April. Um, but he, uh, it's an, um, it's unbelievable. It's like, so he drives, he's trying to drive to Byron Leftwich's house and Leftwich lives somewhere in the McDill area, South Tampa, that area, kind of where me and you used to work back in the day. Uh, and, um, so he, the houses look similar. I mean, they're row houses. And so they're built, probably built, you know, 50 years ago and they, they, they look very similar. And and apparently Brady, uh, must've messed up the address or the description of the house was same and, and as the story goes, he, he just walks into this guy's house. The guy's at the kitchen table. He looks up and it's like Tom Brady. Like <laughs> and, and you, at that point you're looking for cameras, I think, but, um, but there were none. And, and Brady just kind of looked at him and kept, kept doing it about his business. So he had some duffel bags with him. Now it didn't say, actually I'd be looking for a Sharpie. Du- hey, can you sign some stuff for me? Yeah, br- <laughs> well, no doubt. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, call the wife, you know, hide the neighbors, whatever. I mean, he's, during during a, a pandemic where you can't go anywhere and Tom Brady comes to you, I mean, we haven't had but you know one conference call with the guy. I haven't had a Zoom with the guy yet. So if he came into my house, there's no way my wife lets him out of here for about an hour and a half. I mean, <laughs> even if he wanted to go, she'd be locking every door behind him and and she would talk his ear off until you know he signed 25 autographs or something. But um, but this guy, he said he said Tom was nice enough about it. He just kind of looked. Eventually, he looked up like he didn't think it was any big deal that some dude was at the kitchen table. And eventually, he looked up and said, uh, I'm not in the right house, am I? <laughs> Guy goes, No. And he says, He never seen anybody leave. He was very apologetic and, and uh, picked up the double bags. He never seen anybody leave a house that fast in his life. But um, so I guess, I mean, the idea was he was going to Byron Leftwich's ostensibly to pick some things up, I guess, you know, cut ups or film of, or playbooks. Who knows? But then my boy Mike Florio, you know, who mm-hmm. who always looks for the legalities or the illegalities, as the case may be in this thing, um, he came out and said that uh, uh, this is not necessarily a uh, good thing for the Bucks or Brady in that they have some strict social distancing rules, even though I guess the idea was to observe social distancing, and one could argue that that's why he walked into the house without knocking or you know the door was open cuz leftwich was going to give him the space to come and pick up whatever it is he needed to pick up um <clears throat> however uh i think didn't florio said like you're not well, even supposed to have any contact but more with importantly coaches, players cannot meet with coaches at any time prior to the start of the off-season program 
Yeah, yeah. And they don't do that till well, they're not allowed to be together now anyway, but they don't actually do the virtual off season until next week. So I don't know, they might might be in a little hot water there. Far far be it from the NFL to punish Tom Brady for anything. When has that ever happened? Um but um you know, he had a good he had a good sense of humor about it, as he did when um when the news about him getting kicked out of the park. He he was like uh, kicked out of a kicked out of a park in Tampa, uh, trespassing into a home. Yeah, he's like, "Welcome to Tampa." Or Tampa like Bay, that. yeah, yeah. I'm just Tampa Bay, yeah. So he's a good social media game going. It's weird though, man. It's really weird. Every day I get up and it's something. It's like I go, "Okay, what is Brady doing today?" And then um, you know they had the NFL Network. Uh, Rich Eisen had this thing where they're raising money um, for COVID uh, relief mm-hmm. and. Um, sort of had this big zoom party, you know, guys would pop in and out and Brady was on for a while. And, uh, it was really, it was, you know, he didn't say a whole lot. It was kind of interesting. Uh, they asked the one guy, I think, I don't know if it was Strahan or somebody asked him, uh, where's Edelman? What's Edelman thinking? <laughs> and, uh, he didn't allow that he wouldn't be here by the way. He's kind of like, well, you know, I, I love, I love Jules. Jules is great. He's going to be fine wherever he is, but you know, life is a fine business. You never know what's going to happen. So um, towards the end of the Zoom, and then a bunch of nonsense happened. And uh, but Kevin Hart was one of the people on there, and so he's cracking jokes. And and uh, right right around when the draft was starting, Kevin Hart goes, "Oh, by the way," he goes, "Real humble of you to to rename Tampa Tampa. Where to go or something like that." <laughs> and Brady goes, "Hey, I got to put my kids to bed." <laughs> he signed <laughs> off. He just said, "That's it. I'm done." He was not going to sit and take that, but uh, well, I liked Brady's line. Or his quote was, "I got a couple jet skis, thinking about a boat. Didn't think yeah. coming to Florida was going to cost me money." Is it is going to cost me money? Yeah. So apparently, Jeter's warn- house doesn't come with jet skis and a boat. Well, maybe it came with the jet skis, but the boat he's thinking about buying. But I guess he did buy the jet skis too. So yeah, yeah maybe maybe it didn't. I'll say this, and they were warning him about it on the uh, on the call, but. Um, like I, the next story we're going to write is the Coast Guard has to peel these guys off a sandbar because it's like you don't realize when you come off the dock into the bay out there, even off Davis Islands, like you you got to know where you're going, right? Because it can look like it's 20 feet of water, and it's about three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're flying through there in the wrong and you're not in the channel or something, you're going to ground that thing, and you could get people hurt. So they were even giving advice. They were saying, uh, Kevin Hart and someone was saying, uh, like don't. Tom, don't go out when it's close to dark because you'd be surprised that oh, you look up all of a sudden, like you don't know where you are, you know, and you're trying to make it back, and it, it changes when it's at dark. So, yeah, Tom Brady is a, is a waterfront homeowner and trespasser, as the case may be. It's just weird, man. It's weird covering him. And I haven't met. Here's the thing: I never met Tom Brady. I, I'd know him if he came through my front door, but I've never met him, and he certainly doesn't know me. So. But what a what a week for the Bucks, man, with Gronkowski and and now they get their guy. You know, Jason Light was asked, I think, by John Romano, like, what what should Buck fans think? You know, should they be they should be precise? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's unbelievable to to every day. And I got a bunch of guys, you know, in my neighborhood that are huge Bucks fans, and they're they're just like they cannot believe, you know, that Brady comes and then Gronk comes and the draft starts and they get the tackle and. You know they've completely. I mean, if you if you think about where this team was at the end of last year, and what what their prospects are now, I mean, it definitely have changed, right? And so, 
Well, they, you know, and they've, they won, got, they've won the offseason before. They have. But this feels have. different. It does feel different because you're talking about iconic players that mm-hmm. look like they still have something left, you know. And, um, you know, again, I mean, Peyton Manning, look, when he left Indianapolis, um, he was broken down. Nobody knew, you know, nobody knew what he had left in his arm with his neck injury and, and you know, the, all the vertebrae stuff. And then um, whether it would work someplace else. And he goes to Denver and, hell, he, he goes to two Super Bowls and wins one of them. And, and the one he won, he wasn't as much a part of as far as, you know, throwing the football and stuff. But the first year, he, he went nuts. He threw like 50 touchdowns or something like that. It was crazy. But, um, you know, Brady is in far better shape. Mm-hmm. And now he's got Gronk, who looks to be in great shape, and, and all those weapons. And the damn shame of it all is if they, you know, first they got to play the season, but if they do play it without fans, I, it's just it's the cruelest one of the cruelest things that's happened in this area for a while, but boy, the excitement is uh, the excitement is really building. And then today, um, you can expect the Bucks to to dig into the running back position. I saw where the last pick of the of the first round was Kansas City, mm-hmm. and typical of the rich get richer, right? They don't have enough weapons. They took the first running back in the draft, Clyde Edwards Alaire, and so that's the kid that um, I'd written about that I thought would be perfect for the Bucks in terms of his playmaking ability, both in the passing game, his ability to block, and of course, terrific running back as well. Not the fastest guy. I think he's about a four, four, five, four, six guy, but um, really, a, really a tough, hard-nosed player. And he'll fit in great, you know, in Kansas City with all those weapons. So well, Mel, Kuyper run thinks, running Mel Kuyper backs, thinks five to six running backs will come off in the second round. That, and I think they'll come off fast. And that's, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that, you know, if the Bucks are still in the middle of the round in the second, I don't know There'll be somebody there, but I don't know that it'll be the same quality as what you're going to see early in the rounds because, I mean, you've got, you know, Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Cam Akers. And, Dobbins. Um, Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins is still there. So, yeah, there's a number of really, really good running backs, and then, then there's kind of everybody else. So much like the tackle, if you're in for a dollar, you, you might have to, you know, try to use some capital or maybe OJ Howard or somebody and and make sure you get one of those running backs now because like I said, you know, Tom Brady has made the running backs his primary receivers so many times in his career. The last five years he's completed over a hundred passes a year to running backs. And even though Ronald Jones caught thirty three last year, most of that most of that was in the screen game. So um it's it's gonna be just as important that they find that guy that can play and play right away. Be smart enough to come in and understand the you know understand the game plan be able to split out run run the route tree and and uh and do all those things in, in the blitz pickup and stuff so um you know it'll have to be a pretty good player but that's what's on tap uh you know for for today's draft and then of course uh it'll wrap up on Saturday and they got a couple seventh rounders which we'll see if they hang on to them what did you think but, about uh, seeing the coaches in the GM's houses or offices and how about Cliff okay Kingsbury's with place? Juice, nice, nice pad. Is he married, by the way? I have to. I mean, if he's not, you know, it looked like the ultimate bachelor. Uh, Arizona. Uh, Scott nice Van Pelt like that, put though. it best. He said, "He says it looks like it's a a fancy auto dealership where they just moved all the cars out, and he's in the showroom there." <laughs> <laughs> it was all glass. Yeah, it kind of looked a little like, um, you know, they they have this big resort out there in the desert where they have the NFL owners meetings all the mm-hmm. time, and it looked like. It looked like one of those properties, you know, where you get little squares of grass and stuff because it's mm-hmm. all desert. And, uh, yeah, it was nice, man. It was, 
You know what? That's how I want my head coach to live, though. <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah, I get it. You're a young, good-looking guy with a, yeah. you know, a young quarterback, and you should you should have a place like yeah. that. But um, and then you got yeah, Mike Vrabel. Oh my God! <laughs> you got first of all, tell people like this is on. This is a thing now. This is trending probably on Twitter. Oh yes, because they go to all, all these coaches and, and the GMs all had cameras set up by the NFL. They brought in all the equipment. They had the IT guys there. So they're fully aware that they're going to be on camera. And most people prepare for that. Now, we saw some families. We saw some kids, some young kids and stuff. That was cool. Um, but then they go to they go to Vrabel. And the, the first thing he does is, like, drop the chaw out of his mouth. Is that what? Yeah. So at one he's point, on he's dropping the, you know, the, the skull out of his mouth into a styrofoam cup yeah. or whatever. That's always nice. He's getting yeah. ready. They've got the... Um, you know, the banner of the Titans behind him, like the right. ones you set up, you know, at a radio remote or, you know, yeah, outside the stadium for uh, some giveaway that you're doing, you know, for some sponsor uh, right. behind him. And then I don't know how you describe the rest. Well, it was a freak show. I mean, they had, okay, so one guy looked like he would be a Titan. He was like in some sort of like spandex suit, but without the Titan head, maybe. Like, yeah, was possibly. he a mascot of some kind? I, I don't know. I'm not sure who he is. <laughs> he was wearing kind of a Star Trek thing, if you will. I don't even yeah. know, like, how to describe this this onesie that he was wearing. Um, then then there was then there was a guy wearing what appears to be Vrabel's, like, 1989 Pro Bowl uniform or something. Yeah. With an um, impressive mullet. I mean, I <laughs> really don't know if good. that's because of coronavirus and he can't go get a haircut or if that's just his haircut <laughs> well, every day. I'm not sure. I mean, it's Nashville, so it could be. <laughs> Could be just Nashville, you know what I mean? Maybe he's maybe he's playing at the honky tonk later tonight. But uh, uh, and and then um, there was a, a woman, just partially. You could just see somebody uh, sitting there in a, in a chair. But then, if you look at the reflection, um, like in this glass cabinet, yeah, like what a bookshelf that's got like uh, glass doors on it. Yeah, I think he's dropping the kids off at the pool. Yeah, no doubt. I do too, and I don't know why the door's open, but that's that's what he appears to be doing. <laughs> Run live national television, man. It was just there. It was. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Yeah, how do you let that slip by? It's almost like it was intentional. I right? mean, we've we've seen a couple of those with the media. Yeah. I mean, I saw a screenshot of uh, a lady doing a shot from her bathroom. Some female reporter talking about. I think it was like cutting hair or whatever, you know, in this time and during mm-hmm. this. And in the mirror was a reflection of her husband fully naked. Oh, God. Yeah. On really? Local, on a local news channel, yeah. Not locally here, well, but I saw that on. Now, on- how would that happen? I mean, how, if, you're, if you're doing a live shot from your bathroom, is, is that the time you go, hey, honey, I'm going to drop, I'm going to jump in here and drop and do I the think shower. Was, I think he was in the bedroom. It was like a reflection in the mirror is what it was. But Oh, I see. So but he still, should have been off camera. But still, you know, you know, she's on the air. You know, she set a camera but, up in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like why would you go near there even yeah. to where that could be a possibility? But well, yeah, we've seen a couple of those with this. Uh, you know, now all these reporters reporting from home. Right. Yeah. We. I don't want that good. I don't want that much of an inside look at how things go um, in their homes. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I. It was just something lacking. That was a funny moment, though. But and I'm sure there'll be more of those. There's bound to be more of those glitches with. Well, they had like six, 60 uh, players, I think, had had cameras, and um, I think that's what they said. Yeah, sixty. All the coaches and GMs. That's a lot. And then when we talked to Bruce Arians, of course, the audio didn't work. 
I mean, well, that was the only glitch I know the whole night, and it was uh, uh, Bruce was on, you know, was on Zoom with us, and and you could see him, and he was moving his lips, couldn't hear anything. So um, we we finally got him back on the phone a little later, but it was uh, it was you know it was a good first night. Like I said, uh, not as enjoyable as most drafts, but uh, if you're a Bucks fan, I think I think generally looking at the reaction on Twitter, most people were happy. And um, you got one you of know, the four this, guys you wanted going in. Yeah, I mean that's what and that was what we said, right? We've been saying that forever, and everybody knew it in the NFL, and that's why John Lynch, you know, most likely is happy about his fourth round pick. But um, there was, I thought it was interesting though. Like, <laughs> here's the other thing that happened in the draft. First of all, congratulations to the Miami Dolphins. You didn't screw it up. You took Tua at number five. I thought they were going to screw that up. And and look, a kid may never play. Maybe he's going to be hurt his whole career. But I still think you had to go for it because when he's healthy, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. He can, he's a baller. He really is good. And so you can redshirt him behind Fitz if you want to for a year. Um, but I thought that was a really good pick. But then as you go through it, and uh, uh, so Dallas, who has now has Mike McCarthy, right, the former Packers coach. And for years, you know, Rodgers was always begging McCarthy, like, get me receivers, get me weapons, whatever. So true to its word, you know, McCarthy and, and the Dallas Cowboys, they take, a CD, was it C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. from Oklahoma? So they get they had a really good receiver, right? So cool. You never took one for me at the Packers. So then they get the Packers pick and they take Jordan no, Love. No, the Packers <laughs> traded up to get Jordan. They Love. traded up to get Jordan, which Love. is exactly yeah. what they did to get Aaron Rodgers. They traded up right. many years ago. Exactly, and Rodgers is now the, essentially the same age as Brett Favre was when they when they uh, when they got when they got Aaron Rodgers like twenty two or whatever in mm-hmm. the draft. That was the old five draft. So. The Rodgers got to be like, really? <laughs> this is really? So all these years, I'm waiting on receivers, and, and there's all these receivers in this draft, and you guys take a quarterback. That's great. So, Well, it's the same thing that's happened to Brady for years. Those, you know, He's complaining yeah. about receivers up in New England. They kept taking quarterbacks, too, although they, they did, did try with some receivers. But Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Rick, and I'm sure you missed this today. Because obviously you're covering the draft and Tom Brady breaking into people's houses, but uh, mm-hmm. the Lightning put out a video today. They've been doing this. Uh, they had players passing pucks to fans and fans passing it back virtually. You know, you just take a video of yourself. You're passing a puck off the screen, and then the next person takes it, passes it to the next person. They had um, uh, uh, Christian Arroyo from the Rays, uh, minor league player, that he was passing. Jane Castor led off the video, but at the end of the video. Mm-hmm who makes an appearance on the ice at Amelie Arena, Steven Stamkos. On the ice? Taking a shot, a slap shot, to end the video. Really? So he is rehabbing, apparently. Oh, wow. At, probably at Amelie then, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. got to escape. In, injured, injured, players, injured players are allowed to go to their arenas to rehab in that. So. Um, but apparently Steven Stamkos is rehabbing at this time. Well, I so mean, kind of, you know, then, that's you know, the This thing. would have been the time he was expected back. So the, mm-hmm. In that, you know, it was what the four to six week window. This and this would have been 
the uh, what are we in? The, we'd have been just starting the third week of the playoffs at this point. So this is about the time right. we expected him to come back or could be back. So good news for the Lightning. Well, if there's any silver lining to this terrible delay and interruption of their season, it will be that. It will be that by the time they come back, Stamkos will be you know as close to 100% as he can be, and they would have him throughout the entire playoffs. But um, that's good that he's that's good that he's skating now. We just gotta hope that they that they do what they want to here and uh, coming up in July. I guess they'd like to restart uh, at least the playoff portion of their season. So that's that's their plan that's, now. The NHL is to uh, hopefully a July start to the playoffs. So I don't think they're going to yeah. finish the regular season. They may expand the playoffs a few teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing set in stone, and and you know that's what they've said all along. But they do kind of have a target of a July start. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I'm ready for sports, man. <laughs> Just am. I, I sit here all the time and watch the TV, and you know, we of course we've had plenty to write about, and that's been cool. But sure would be nice. I never thought I would say this because the the one thing I hate to do is, is is watch football practice. Like, there's a lot of practices. You know, I, hockey is probably pretty cool. Probably resembles hockey, right? Like uh, basketball. You know, just shooting baskets. The act, uh, batting practice looks like looks like the sport. There's nothing, there's nothing about football that looks like football when you watch practice. I would give anything to stand out in the sun as hot as it may be at one puck place and watch like two hours on the grass, mm-hmm. you know, just to, just to, just to, yeah. just to hear the pads are popping and all that stuff. I really would. That would be sweet. Hockey, and, uh, hockey I, looks like hockey. Um, yeah. But there's one thing. They don't shoot very hard. They don't shoot hard? Because you don't want to hurt your bullet. Wanna, Oh yeah, that's true. So I mean, yeah, they no, they, no. they go through and they they run sets and plays and this, but they're never they're never taking that slap shot at full strength. And you they're know, not trying to finish. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, you're 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 trying to go through the motions of it, but yeah, you don't want to hurt you know Vasilevsky or McElhaney or your goalie. I mean, you know, you're shooting on your guy, <laughs> right? So it's you know, basketball probably looks the most like in a practice or baseball too, but yeah. It's just, I mean, football practice is horrible because they split up in different groups, and then you know you run um, seven on seven, then nine on seven, mm-hmm. and eventually you go eleven on eleven. But there's no tackling, and then, say you're you know, rarely in pads anymore, too. But no, you're never in pads, and so it doesn't resemble football. It looks like flag sometimes, but um, yeah, it's just weird. And, but I, I swear to you, I would, I'd mm-hmm. sign up, I'd sign up for that right now. Yep. Get me out on the grass, and I'll watch these guys go. 95-degree so, heat oh, and all. Just to, I'll take it all. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, burn me. I don't care. I'm, it's, I'm out by the pool anyway most times. So, yeah. yeah, I'd be good with that. But we got a little way, little ways to go, and um, we will have, uh, of course, the recap of the entire draft on Monday as it resumes throughout the weekend. We've got uh, tomorrow and, of course, on Saturday. And so Sunday night we'll talk to you. We'll maybe have Tom Jones with us. At some point, uh, I don't know or, uh, Chris Torello? Yeah. Well, probably Torello this week. Um, Maybe Chris, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll I'm have sure more Tom be, Brady uh, news. I'm sure he'll be making more news as we go along. Oh, yeah. Now that I know he has jet skis and thinking about buying a boat, that's going to keep me up at nights. Well, I know um, Alex Kalorn's been doing this thing called Doc Talk on his Instagram, where he's now twice gone out and taken his jet ski around Davis Island and that to, yeah. to talk with – he's talked to Stamkos and Hedman and – and McDonough, and, and he's and uh, he's just been interviewing him on his do- on their docks uh, as he takes his jet ski up. So I know he's trying to get Tom Brady. I know Cameron Brate wants to come on at some point, who's a Harvard alum, just like Alex Kalorn is. So, but maybe Alex Kalorn cool. will get the first interview with Tom Brady on his dock there on his jet ski. Hey, he's got a better shot than I do. <laughs> just put it that <laughs> way, man. I'm 
I'm seriously thinking of just driving around town and hoping he walks into somebody's house or, you know. I wonder if you could just walk into his house. I mean, maybe he leaves his door open, too. You could try it. I suppose you could try it. I mean, that would be a story. You don't want to ever be part of the story, but that would be a story. (laughs) I'd love to. I mean, seriously, I'd love to. uh, It'd be great to meet the guy. We don't know. We literally don't know the next time when they're going to be together, much less we're going to be with them. So, in the meantime, more draft. Lots of NFL draft. There'll be some surprises, I'm sure, throughout. And, um, you know, we'll see what the Bucks are able to do. And so far, so good with Tristan Wirth. We'll probably have a chance to talk more with him over the weekend. I'm sure I'll be writing more about him maybe in Sunday's paper. So keep it on TampaBay.com for all your Bucks coverage. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.